Welcome to When They Popped. Let's rewind to a simpler time together and dive deep into the music, movement, and mania behind our favorite Y2K celebrities and trends. Hosted by Kelsey and Mary, it's time for another episode of When They Popped. Hello, and welcome to When They Popped. I'm Kelsey, and my co-host Mary and I are back for part two of our favorite VMAs of Y2K. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Just to give a little refresher of where we left off, Mary was talking us through her favorite Britney performances, and I think she has one more for us. But before we get into that, it's your favorite time. It's your disclaimer that we do not claim to own the rights to the music in this episode. The purpose of these clips is for commentary and critique so mary tell me what you have for us now i think it's britney okay now i'm just going on for too long so mary i'm dying to know please walk us through your next pick because this is arguably the performance of the 2000s during the vmas so I've got one more Britney for y'all. Please forgive me. I hope you guys like Britney as much as <laughs> I do. I really apologize. This is just was like Christmas for me. So 2003, we had our girl back, but it was not just Britney. And this performance turns 20 this year. Like, holy shit. I, oh God, I'm gonna have a panic attack, but this is the one where Britney opens the show singing Madonna's Like a Virgin with Christina Aguilera. The duo wore their little white wedding dresses and veils in a callback to what Kelsey mentioned earlier, Madonna's 1984 performance. So legit 19 years prior. This was a passing of the torch from the queen of pop to her princesses. The symbolism of this whole show was just incredible unmatched. Now let's talk through this because (laughs) I love this one so much and watch it regularly because it's just a reminder of how iconic these times were and how non-iconic they are now, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Just such a bummer. But it starts off with two little flower girls running out throwing flowers, being adorable. One of them is actually Lourdes, Madonna's daughter in real life. So they're running down the aisle in this wedding ceremony that's happening. Very cute. And then we get Britney first. We get her opening vocals for Like a Virgin. And ooh, they're just so iconic. It's just that Britney tone of voice that we all know and love. For this part, I definitely do not think she is singing live. I'm not 100% sure. I texted Troy to ask him, but haven't heard back. But it's no, it's no, <laughs> it's no hate. It's just worth noting that this part, I do not think she's live. And then we get Christina show up next. And it's like, ding dong, ding dong, like wedding bells. And she walks up. She's like, waving her bouquet around. It's just, it's perfect. And this woman, as per usual, is singing live. She legit knocks everybody out of their chairs with her like, like a virgin and riffs and runs. Like a virgin. 
I mean, this woman's never lip synced, I don't think. And they do these like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they like sing together and roll around on the floor a bit. It's like very hot and sexual and just like, <laughs> it shows how iconic Madonna is ultimately because like, she just like brought two of the biggest stars at the time together to just like be her little opening acts. Like, it, I, I mean, like, what? <laughs> I'm really loving this retelling of it. Please keep going. <laughs> okay. Kelsey did this a couple weeks ago and I liked it. So I took some notes of my random musings from rewatching. Brittany and Christina's belts. They're amazing. They're both like diamond encrusted and they say boy toy on it. Like, what? Okay, great. Christina holds her mic for 90% of the time, mostly because the bitch is singing live and needs it. But like <laughs> right away, Brittany puts hers in like her cleavage. And it's just like so iconic. It's just like so iconic. I feel like it's something I would do, like put my chapstick in my bra all the time. I just feel like, like when like, you put your mouth guard for field hockey yes. in your bra. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was just like, yes, she did. And then also I want to talk about the audience reactions throughout this performance, which I found equally interesting. These shots have clearly been planned out in advance. Like we got no audience reactions in Britney's first two VMAs, but this one, there were clearly planned audience reactions. And let's talk about them. So first of all, we see the guys from Queer Eye and they are reacting like we know they would and expected and how we would be reacting. Honestly, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, freaking out, just stunned that these three women are on stage together. We also see Beyonce, Paris Hilton, and we also see Maya. And these three women are smiling, dancing, standing, clapping, like being very supportive. We love it. We see Eminem. He is like stone-faced, no reaction. He's obviously mid-feud with Christina, but I will say he gives Madonna a very appropriate applause when she emerges. So I give him credit for that. And then we see Avril Lavigne and Kelly Osbourne sitting together and maybe they're smiling a little bit, but they're also pretty stone-faced. Like this was in that like punk girl versus pop girl kind of, they were trying to play on these like feuds and stereotypes that were being pushed in the media between these different artists and see what they were doing. And of course we do get the iconic cut to Justin Timberlake when the kiss happens, but they do show Justin one time pre-kiss and, you know, he definitely knows the camera's on him and he kind of gives this like raised eyebrow, like face to the camera, like, hmm, what's going on here? And, you know, classic Justin. And so, yeah. <laughs> so when Madonna, <laughs> when Madonna herself comes on stage after her little intro girlies, she's, I guess, the groom in this performance. And she's in a full suit and a top hat. The sweating march starts playing and she gets a very loud, appropriate applause from the crowd. And they transition from Like a Virgin to her song, Hollywood. She does a very sexy, choreographed, almost like ballroom dancey though, like dance with Britney and Christina. She gives Britney her top hat and she's spinning Christina around. And right before the kiss, she goes to Christina first. She pulls off Christina's garter. And then she turns to Brittany, who's like looking down at the time. And that's when Madonna kind of tilts her chin up and we get the infamous lip locking. Her and Brittany did their smooch before, as many of us forget, she turned and did the same with Christina. But obviously, Brittany and Madonna's kiss became far more notable. It was first 
after all. And right after, the broadcast cut immediately to Justin, who I should have mentioned this earlier, but him and Brittany were newly donezo at this time. So that's why we're looking at Justin all the time. But that cut to Justin to get the ex's reaction, we completely miss about 90% of the Christina Madata smooch. Like we see them like pulling away from each other, basically. And like, okay, so looking back, I totally get why they cut to Justin because they had just broken up and that was like T. His reaction in itself was just like, oh, Justin looks on unimpressed while, you know, Britney is slutty on stage with Madonna. That was a story back then. And I didn't even know at the time that Christina had kissed Madonna. Like, I don't even know if I do to like years later, like, which is crazy to me. And she definitely got shafted from that publicity. It definitely made her seem even more a second fiddle to Britney, in my opinion. So I remember like immediately knowing that she also kissed Christina. Like I knew that we didn't see the whole thing, but it was like so clearly implied. I remember like feeling bad for Christina because you're right. It was like she wasn't even there. And then I also remember feeling like, why is this even such a big deal? Like it's a kiss. Get over it. And it was all anybody would talk about for weeks. And it was just so strange to me. Maybe I was just like a progressive young kid, (laughs) but I was like, who the fuck cares? Not that it wasn't iconic. Like I thought it was a great performance, but what I didn't like about it was that's all anybody would talk about was like the kiss not how it was like cool that they were all performing yes so in years since the show's producer alex coletti has looked back on the moment with a bit of regret though ultimately he feels that it was a standout moment for both christina and Brittany. he said quote i do feel bad because the controversy was always going to be about Brittany, just based on their images Brittany was the sweet schoolgirl, and christina had an edgier image But I thought it was great to see them both up there. I sensed no rivalry between them in that experience. And it wasn't positioned in the performance that way. That never manifested in the performance or in the rehearsals in any way. Period. Dot. End quote. I'm really happy to hear that because you touched on this in the the stripped episode that so much of the early 2000s was, are you a Britney girl or are you a Christina Mm. girl? And I love that this performance just sort of put it, they literally like kiss and made up. Even if there (laughs) wasn't like a rivalry to speak of, it really just shut everyone up. You know, when reading about how this all came about, it was revealed later by MTV staffers that... Madonna took very painstaking measures to keep this, the details of this performance under wraps from nearly everyone working on the production and even cleared the ceremony's venue, aka Radio City Music Hall at rehearsals just to ensure the privacy. She knew this was going to be a moment and she wanted to keep it a surprise for the world. And also, yeah. to your point about Madonna being a creative powerhouse, there's this one really cool clip that's circulating on TikTok right now where she's back in her like, like a virgin era and police had threatened to arrest her if she performed Papa Don't Preach at her concert because it was like uh, too lewd or whatever and it would break like their decency laws or something. And she was like, then come and arrest me, you fuckers. Like, I uh, love that energy. She was like, I am not altering my performance in any way. So she's always had this reverence for her art in a way that I think is really admirable. And that's what makes her Madonna. That is so Madonna. That's so cool. Um, did you know that this this performance wasn't always going to be the Holy Trinity that we know that it is today? Like, the for ex- yes, the queens of pop, the princesses of pop and their queen. Apparently J-Lo was supposed to be 
one of the three. I don't no. know. Yes. No. And, and she said no to being shall we dance. <laughs> that is a choice. A choice was made. Um, according to former MTV president Van Toffler, everyone was fearful that this performance was in jeopardy when J-Lo, I guess she had said yes, but then backed out. They had also considered Pink and Gwen Stefani, uh, which is crazy to me because I would have tried to push for this right away. It's probably just Monday morning quarterbacking, but like that just seems like the obvious trio to have. But you have to understand that this was like the peak Christina and Brittany rivalry, just like you said, Kels. Like I cannot emphasize enough how shocking it was that they were on stage together. Like, based on the media, they wanted to rip each other's hair out. You know, like, not that that was actually the truth, but that's what we were being fed by the media. And so, like, I just can't even believe that they got them all on stage together. So in 2018, Christina reflected on the moment with Andy Cohen, and she said, quote, I remember looking at the newspaper the next day and going, oh, well, I guess I got left out of that one. I was okay with that. Brittany could have the kiss, end quote. So as I said, this is peak rivalry, but Christina's response doesn't really carry that energy to me. And I give her credit for that. However, however, this is 15 years after the fact. So who knows if she's like just processed and got over it or something, because it was also revealed by an an executive that Christina's team reached out and asked MTV to re-edit the performance for future rebroadcasts to include her kiss, and the network did not comply. Damn. I mean, that is a smart PR move on Christina's part, because... She wants the record to show that she was a part of this iconic moment in history. I get, I would feel a little miffed too. Like she's taking just as many risks for it. And I guess I, I would be annoyed. <laughs> Finally, we just cannot forget that Missy Elliott was in the final 30 seconds or so of this performance. And I do I not. Forgot. I totally I know. forgot. I know. I don't want to shaft her. After the kiss, right after the kiss, we need someone to come in and like cut the tension in the room. Cause like, holy shit. And we hear, yo, 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 who that be? And Missy runs out and performs like a clip of the chorus from her hot song at the time, Work It. Yo, 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 who that be? She definitely was crushing it in this era. Then all four of the women perform a final chorus of Hollywood together. And it, I mean, to me, it looks like Missy's singing uh, along, like they're all singing it together. Oh my God, I know I'm a weirdo, but every time I see this performance, especially the end of all four of these women together performing Madonna's song, I just get like chills. The power, the girl power, the wealth, the influence all on stage at one time and it's all women. I love it. Oh my God, I I still get chills. It just was such a moment in time. But Christina actually went on to perform a second time at this show and put on an, an incredible performance of Dirty and Fighter with Dave Navarro. Two times in one night. Okay, queen. I mean, maybe that's why she got shafted because it's like, oh, we'll talk about Christina in her next performance. Except I doubt you remember that performance. <laughs> You're so right. I don't remember it. You know what other performance I don't remember? What? Thank God for YouTube. So 
this was the performance that happened right after the Madonna and Britney oh. kiss. So basically nobody cared about it except, well, I care because they were all so focused on the smooch controversy. So it was good Charlotte. And it was their performance of this is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. As we said, the VMAs were like a melting pot of all the genres and artists. So this really was the embodiment of my pop punk phase that I deeply embraced in the years 2002 to 2005. And I was a good Charlotte girl. I was. I wore the dark eyeliner. I wore their made clothing label brand. I even got a skateboard for Christmas. Oh, my God. I wish I was lying. But Tony Hawk introduced them and their performance with Bam Margera. Like, oh my God. I wanted to be a skateboard girly. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, as I mentioned, this performance was right after the kiss. So, like, can you even imagine, like, having to follow that? It's just how do you follow a top five VMA performance? Like, how does anybody? Right. It's hard. Well, I like this performance because, one, they're deaf singing live, but they sound exactly like the CD I had. Uh, and so I just love that when they sound so good. You know, you're like, wow, I really pitched my horse to the right car, pitched my <laughs> cart to the right horse, whatever you call it. And this was also Joel's pink tips phase. And Benji was wearing that like black eyeliner that looked like it was like running down his face. <laughs> I was actually kind of afraid of them, but I was equally intrigued by them because their music seemed so vulnerable and gentle and soft, whereas their image was like so hard and like, oh, I'm a punk and I'm going to wear <laughs> Etnies. But they also tried to have this like rock star persona. At the end of their performance, all the band members like, ruin all the instruments like the classic <sighs> rock star in a hotel room like smashing the mm -hmm. guitar and they're like pushing the amps and stuff but i just love it so the anthem is from good charlotte's 2002 album called the young and the hopeless and that sold 4.9 million copies and it really made them pop their album before did not do so well their record label was about to drop them so imagine just you know two years later being on the verge of being dropped from your label and now they're performing in front of all their peers at the vmas i thought that was very cool i love that for them and i also love that album so maybe i had a little pop punk in me as well oh my god girls don't like boys oh. girls like so good. The anthem was one of three singles and one of the other big ones that people definitely still know about today is Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. And to bring this all back to the early, you know, our favorite pop boy bands of the time, did you know that Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC made a cameo in that music video? Uh, no, I had no idea. And it makes so much sense since Chris was the quote unquote crazy one that he'd be in the rock stars video. Like it all adds up. Okay, like the only funny thing Justin Timberlake ever said was in the Disney Channel <laughs> this concert special when he goes, Chris is overwhelming. He's too much. <laughs> that was actually funny. So anyways, I just feel like whenever I think of Good Charlotte, I just cannot believe that Benji Madden 
is married to Cameron Diaz. I know. They have a child together. And they also have family dinners with Benji's twin brother, Joel, who's married to Nicole Richie. Like, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that Nicole Richie and Cameron Diaz are like sisters and have weekly family dinners. And they hang out with Hillary Duff, who used to date Joel Madden. And they hang out with Hillary Duff. Like, what? It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. So anyways, we got to keep moving on because we've been talking for a very long time. My next pick isn't really from our era, but I'm the captain now. So I'm making the rules. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. (laughs) There is one performance, which as a Beyonce stan, I mean, I have I have to mention it because it made the world stop. And you probably know where I'm going with this. It was Beyonce's pregnancy reveal during her rousing rendition of Love on Top. So this song has a lot of personal sentimental value to me. It was our first dance at my wedding. And this performance, I can imagine, has a lot of sweet memories for Bay herself because she announced to the world she was pregnant with her baby Blue. I mean, who can forget that Dolce & Gabbana sparkling hot pink purplish mm. blazer and those multiple key changes mm. that she sang live she dropped her mic both metaphorically and literally to unbutton the blazer and show off her growing baby Mm. the crowd went insane for several minutes and this was such a cool moment because you can just see how excited she is and the camera pans to jay who was in the audience and running around and kanye was there next to him like hyping him up and it just felt so joyful and special like we were watching a real raw moment all at the same time and celebrating together together and that's what we love about the vmas so much we never know what's gonna happen i remember this one clear as day like some of the britney ones i either was not allowed to watch like the early ones or i just don't have a memory of it but like this one is crystal clear and it's just a reminder that women can fucking do it all like she defined glowing in this performance she was glowing and she just crushed those vocals out of the park my god I know. And at her concert now, like she makes the audience sing the key change. And yeah. that's why I lost my voice. And for two episodes, sounded like a frog. Well, te- <sighs> anyways, technically, she announced her pregnancy on the carpet right before the show. But I didn't watch any of the pre-show stuff. Like I tuned mm. in like just as the show was starting. So this was the moment that I learned she was pregnant. So I was like jaw on the floor so happy for her i mean i was a fan for life before that but that like solidified it for me she's such a notoriously like private person obviously she's gonna have to announce her pregnancy at some point but i just thought it was very cool that she decided to do it in such a Mm. fun way that we could all be a part of so on to my next pick my final pick of the episode which is especially timely because it's all about the artist who is receiving the prestigious VMA Vanguard Award, which, as we mentioned earlier, it's like their Lifetime Achievement Acknowledgement, which is given to only the most established of artists. And this year, that artist is Shakira, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. So how can we not talk about those hips that do not lie? So frankly, I think this recognition is just like way overdue. 
Shakira stole the show at the Super Bowl halftime show, in my opinion, at least. She is one of the most unique voices. She's an incredible performer. So, like, at least she's getting her flowers now. Shakira will actually be the first South American artist to receive the award. And she'll only be the second Latina to win the award following Jennifer Lopez, who got it back in 2018. So I don't know, maybe this is why their viewership is like declining so much and no one watches the VMAs anymore because like, where's the diversity? Also, Missy Elliott only got one in 2019, yet Justin Timberlake got one in 2013. Like, what? (laughs) Thankfully, Britney got hers in 2011, but she didn't perform and her entire acceptance speech was marred by Lady Gaga doing this like weird bit as like her male alter ego. And she like proceeded to hit on Britney the whole time. And there's like all these articles. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that this award is kind of a joke, but we're just really happy that Shakira is getting it because she deserves some recognition. Mm. Also, Shakira's 46 years old. Wow. How does she look so freaking good? Like, oh my God, this will also be her first VMA performance in 17 years. Children were born and are now driving around and applying to college within that time frame. Like what? What the hell? This is her 2006 performance for Hips Don't lie so this performance has a bit of a bollywood feel and shakira said that that decision was a reflection of the song's multicultural appeal you know she's colombian wyclef who also is on the song is haitian so it's definitely a melting pot and she wanted the performance to have even more of that global appeal and influence so she's wearing this beautiful pink sari her dance moves have her signature belly dancing of course and booty shaking but there's also some really classic Indian Bollywood type dance inspiration. You know, just once, just once, I would like to know what it feels like to be able to dance like her. I just want to know what it feels like to have rhythm, you know, like, I just feel like that would be a cool foreign experience for me. Right. Trust me, this choreography also changed my life. It inspired me to take belly dancing lessons in high school. Spoiler alert, it did not go well. Um, but also, isn't this song like it's from Dirty Dancing, right? And Wyclef did it first called Dance Like This. I never really knew that you could dance like this. She would come ahead once Spanish. He kind of like mm-hmm. did a s- spun off from the original and then him and Shakira united to make it Hips Don't Lie. But it has that underlying melody from Wyclef's Dance Like This, I believe. Yes. So... Yeah, so they wrote the lyrics to this song together. They composed the music together. And they even produced the song together. So while they had that, like, original beat from Wyclef, like, it was a team effort to bring Hips Don't Lie to life. So at the 2006 show, Shakira was nominated for seven awards. And she ended up winning Best Choreography in a video for Hips Don't Lie. Thank goodness. And (laughs) guess who the choreographer was? It was Shakira herself. So not only did she help write the song, produce, compose, she even did the choreography for the music video. So very cool. Also, fun fact, the 2006 VMAs marked the first time that viewers were able to vote for all the performers' categories, like best video, best male, best female, all these like genre categories. 
But the artistic categories, like best direction, best cinematography, <laughs> those were still chosen by like music industry professionals. So it's just kind of cool that this was the first year that the people got to speak. And speak we did. Speak we did. And we chose Shakira. <laughs> this song had such a huge impact. With It had global success. It reached number one in 17 countries, including the U.S., which oh, I can't believe this. It was Shakira's first and only hmm. number one hit to date in the U.S. What is wrong with us? Not even Waka Waka? That's insane. I know. I just think she's such a global star that like when I remember when she did the halftime show with J-Lo, people were like, wow, J-Lo's so much more famous than Shakira. And I was like, no, 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 no. No. Shakira is an international superstar. Yeah. Like J-Lo's great. I'm not saying she's not, but like I definitely feel like Shakira is globally way better known. Anyways, Hips Don't Lie broke the record for the most radio plays in a single week. It was the fastest selling digital download song in the U.S. And it went quadruple platinum. It sold over 4 million digital copies. And get this. I love this. It sold 2 million ringtones. If that isn't a sign of the times. Like, do you remember buying ringtones? Like, and also ring back tones? Like, this was the most personal decision you could make because anytime somebody called you, you were immediately outed by whatever song it was that you picked to be your ringtone. And Mary, I need to know what your ringtone was. Okay, so I remember in college having Teenage Dream as one, but like... Oh, that's I hilarious. I can't remember like the ones on my first iPhone or like my brick phones. Do you remember yours? Oh, yeah. I had Quit Playing Games With My Heart. Ugh amazing be all the way so speaking of ringtones 2006 was the height of the ringtone craze so mtv gave out its first and last <laughs> accolade for ringtone of the year here's a little trivia for you for minors where'd you go i miss you so song one where'd you go Holy shit. Do you remember that song? Like it was everywhere and I haven't heard it in literally like 10 years. I thought it was so cool that the, like the lead singer of Limp Biscuit did this as like a yeah. side project. I loved his voice. Also, oh my God, I was watching the music video, like doing my research for this. I mean, this do, do not watch it if oh, you don't no. have extra serotonin. Like it's sad. Oh no, I'm it's staying far away. <laughs> do not watch it. I'm just warning you all now. You think you want to, oh yeah, I haven't heard that song in a while. Go to Spotify and listen to it. Do not watch the music video on YouTube. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, noted. It also beat out the Black Eyed Peas My Humps, Bubba mm -hmm. Sparks Miss New Booty, Nelly's Grills, and Kanye West's Gold Digger. Holy shit. Oh my God. Such, all such good songs. And there you have it. That's all we've got for you today. I mean, we've not to toot our own horn or anything, but I really feel like this might be my favorite episode that we've done so far. Well, technically two episodes since we had to cut it in half because we couldn't stop gabbing. But this was so much fun. Mary, thank you for letting me go on and on about Beyonce and Good Charlotte. <laughs> underappreciated, underrated, criminally underrated, if you ask me. And all those amazing Britney performances. Loved this. Love you. Love our listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. And thank you for rating us five stars, leaving us nice reviews. We say we will read them on our episode. And so tonight we have a new run from MX Sandy 12 quote, a must listen for late 90s, early 2000s fans. So much fun. 
Well, MX Sandy, I think you are a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening, rating us five stars and leaving us a review. Please do the same because we might just read your review on our next episode. Don't forget to tune in next week for a special little treat from Mary in Tampa. Live from 90s Con. Live reporting live from the ground. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Mary, for doing an amazing episode last week about Christina Aguilera. Go look, give that a listen if you haven't already. And thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.